0: Good morning to all of our grunge enthusiasts out there. It's February 27th, episode 101 of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Ethan Shalloway. I'm joined, as usual, with Chris Salona. And it's the last month, last episode of the pod coming off the heels of our top 100. Chris do you feel hungover from the top 100, or how do you feel?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely feel hungover, and I realize um, you just you just said something that uh, that might fuck with the lovely viewers. Um, you said it's the last episode of the pod; it's the last episode of the oh. month. <laughs> uh, so you know we can we can we can step back, um, you know, from the danger zone. Uh, we are continuing on, but Ethan, I absolutely feel still exhausted from the ordeal that was compiling our top 100 list. But I have to say. Um, it was really really awesome and it was received really really well. Um, it is the most listened to episode that we've ever had within seven days of its release and you know we're not even we're not even through the seven day period yet so um, you know I just want to right from the jump thank everybody uh, who's taking the time to listen. Um, I also understand that there's probably um, a lot of a lot of new people around these parts um, that found us uh, through episode 100. Um so I'm talking to you uh whether you found us through Facebook uh through charts through shares on Instagram uh through the almighty algorithm or whatever that may be um the thank matrix. you for thank you for sticking around after episode 100 and Ethan it's funny um I have I have a little uh fortune cookie fortune here and it says it says that many will travel to hear you speak. And, oh shit! And that's what's happening here on the Grunge Bible podcast, and we're really, really thankful for everybody, um, you know, that's that's checked us out over the last week or so. And um, we look forward to continuing the conversation that we started in episode 100 today. But uh, I'll direct the initial question back to you. Are you feeling a little, little, little hangover from from episode 100?
0: I do. I mean. It's one of those it's one of those hangovers where you are like wow I feel I feel pretty gassed but what a night you know what a time yeah. I'm so glad yeah. I had it. Spent
1: lots of money and it was money well spent.
0: Yeah, I mean like you said it was really received well. I think it was one of our better pieces of work and I think when we had the initial idea to do it we we knew that it would be a good one to do and people would be interested in stuff and so it was it was fun to deliver something that people could um, really enjoy and like you said, I'm pretty proud of pretty proud of our our list and what and what we compiled. It wasn't easy. Uh, we're gonna get into some of the some of that today and how the difficulties of it, and uh, maybe some things that we left out on accident, on purpose, how we did it, kind of the the uh, skeleton behind um, the process and. You no, know, I said, but it was funny that I accidentally said that it was our last episode of the pod. What if we did Irish goodbye them and we just <laughs> we just subtly put that in there and then we just radio silent and we didn't we didn't address it. We just we just yeah. walked off.
1: I would I would love whenever this thing ends. We definitely have to Irish goodbye it. We don't need to eulogize ourselves. We just we just leave. We just leave the arena.
0: Yeah. That yeah. would be something. I mean, we're, we're showing our, we're, we're showing our hand now, but. Yeah. People will forget um, though,
1: by episode it was, 247. Oh, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's going to, I don't know if we're going to yeah, be it's, that um, long.
0: But. It's a good feeling right now. I'm happy, happy to be talking with you right now about it. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, looking back at episode 100 and that list and, you know, talking about the fact that we're really, really pleased with how much interaction and how much feedback we got from this. It really enforces and reinforces the notion that I think a lot of this show and especially last episode, it's not so much just, um, you know, us coming up with topics, but more so I think it's a conversation, uh, between us and between, you know, and the people who, who listen and, you know, we couldn't be more happy that, you know, we put the top 100 list out last week and we got a lot of feedback about it. We got feedback, um, congratulatory notices we got um uh you know really really positive messages we got some critiques we got some oh wow like i haven't thought of this band in a while um and we also got some how are they on your list and they aren't or what about this song you forgot and it's really cool and and it's a i think All of that feedback and all of it being very valid and interesting and thought-provoking is a testament to what we tried to capture last week with the diversity of the era and just how many good bands are out there. And also, I think, how difficult it can be to um, define grunge. You know, some people it's a genre, to some people it's an era, to some people it's a geographic location, and I think to a lot of people it's a mixture of those elements. So, um, you know, today we're going to take a look back at the feedback that we got and really just kind of go you know through the different points of you know thoughts people had on what we included what we didn't include songs we may have forgotten um, songs we included that people may not have thought should have been on the list or maybe they were too high or too low Um, so really really cool this week to continue that conversation that we began uh, with the top 100 list
0: absolutely Um, before we get into it i want to say thank you to the people that have offered their financial responsibility, I guess you could say, and and are uh, giving us a few few bucks each month um, through the Patreon. Uh, there's two, five, and ten dollar tier that people give, and um, yeah, we really we couldn't do this without them. We couldn't pay our producer Drew the massive amounts that we do uh, without them. No, but we are very thankful to uh, have people that. Um, want some skin in the game and so if you're listening right now and, and you think that it's time uh there are links links in our, our on our page and in our bio that you can find your way there and you know shitty cup of coffee as we like to say you can you can enjoy a cup of coffee while you listen to this and if you pay the two dollars a month it's like you know 30 50 cents an episode not 30 i almost said 30 <laughs> 50 cents an episode if my math is correct so um please consider that
1: Absolutely. So um, yeah, if you're interested and you know, if you're new here, I, I realized that we got a lot of new subscriptions and followers after last week. Um, so basically, you know, we run this show. Um, and it's just us and we're financed, uh, you know, by ourselves and also by the contributions of people that listen. Um, so there's links to our merchandise website as well as the Patreon uh, in the show notes wherever you're listening right now. So um, it is that simple and it is that easy. So uh, we really appreciate your presence here, and uh, we would also really, really appreciate your support um in the financial realm. So at this time, I would like to thank, as I do every episode, I would like to thank our top-tier supporters on Patreon for being sustaining members of the operation that is the Grunge Bible Podcast. At this time, I would like to thank Rachel Cording, Nikki Six, Millie, Marianne, Lauren, Irene, Seattle 4 fanboy from New Jersey, Shoe the Shoeless, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, Chris LSMS, our number one fan from Australia, Jamie Lynn, Carlene Salona, Fresh tendonitis. Fuck Soup, Granny Grunge, Jade Mercado, Faith Bittner, Brother Nature, Kara K, Captain Hightop, Doug Endy, Eddie Vetter Got Me Through My Second Divorce, The Blue Owl, Alexa Shannon, Alex Long, Black Hole Sean, and Christine Shepard. So thank you, one and all. For your support as we enter into the next 100 episodes of the Grunge Bible Podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, indeed. And the song that never ends, you know, it's going to keep going. So, it's
1: like Bob Dylan's never-ending world tour that's been going on since, like, 1988.
0: Yeah, the last tour which comes up every year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, another
1: farewell tour.
0: <laughs> so I think the first and most important thing that I want to address, because we talked about this a few times when we were developing the list, is... Too much or too little of the big four, right. and this was tough because we were when we did the list. We we easily could have said, you know, let's just do a list with the big four and like STP, and we'll keep it really simple and, and keep it to the the ones that we know people are gonna, um, you know, probably want to see us rank. I mean, they want to, they always want to, people want to know the top ten Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam songs or top Definitely. ten Soundgarden. So we easily could have. Um, done a whole list with just that. And then we included, I guess, what was the total? Maybe like 40 songs from the big four? Was it I 35? I think we had
1: about 40 or 45 from you know Nirvana, Alice, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden.
0: So that's close to 50% of the list, which right. if you look at a lot of other people's lists, I feel like maybe they limit to like five songs per band. And we, th- we thought about that, but um, you know, I think that we wanted to give credit where credit is due and really include them and, and know that people, that's what people like wanted to listen to. No matter what kind of inclusion you want, um, you know, Nirvana, Nirvana's 10th best song is probably still more popular than, you know, Gruntrunk trunk and stuff like that. Yeah, and, cool. and that's fine. You know, I think, that I think we wanted to represent that, but I mean, what do you, what do you feel? Do you think we included too much, Chris?
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny because out of all of the feedback that we got, the two most common ones were, on the one hand, you had people saying that there were too much from the four biggest Seattle bands. But then on the other hand, the other loudest voice in the room uh were the contingents of people who were suggesting SoundGarden, Alice in Chains and Nirvana and Pearl Jam songs that we had missed. Um so I think it's you know it's a question that has no right answers. So because it doesn't have any right answer, anything that we choose is also right. Um, you know, I I think we did it the right way. I I don't regret how we did it I, I I feel like it would have been artificial to put a song cap on where it's like, hey, you could only have six Pearl Jam songs um, because I think there's a reason why there are so many of them on our list from those most popular bands because you know, I think in a way the cream does rise to the top and there's a reason why these bands, you know, captured, the attention and the ears of so many people and they still do um i think that's a really really big element of it so um yeah you know um that's and i think we reflected that on our list it just to me it would have felt artificial if we had put a cap on it and i think we tried to do this as naturally and as organically as possible and really try to choose the best songs um and kind of ride that middle line of you know paying Due to the biggest bands that had the biggest impact, that created the most popular, best, most notable, whatever superlative you want to use, they created those songs. While also, um, you know, giving the credit to the bands that didn't receive that type of, um, attention from the general public or commercial success.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> um, I think along with that, it was it was if we, you know, included. I think we are going to include a lot more, ended up, ended up including a lot more alternative music, alternative right. rock, mm-hmm. which is really important to the 90s and to the early 90s, um, but it wasn't considered grunge. I mean, there's a few that, you know, I could have, you know, looking at the list that we have, like the Toadies, Blind Melon, Live, and you know, Radiohead or something like that. Or you know, cranberries four, or... Yeah, yeah, a little more Dinosaur Jr. There's, there's a few bands that, like, maybe you just got one song in there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we were just cautious to open up a can of worms and have and have to include, you know, th- multiple songs from, yeah, Blind Melon, who obviously Shannon Hoon and the band extremely important to the era, but um a different feel and we just thought that maybe it could be included on a different list and yeah
1: and and i think that's the in, in this debate that a lot of people had and and this critique that a lot of people had of the list speaks to the fact that there really is no infallible hard and fast line of demarcationist like this is grunge and this is not i think for a lot of people um you know a band like blind melon is grunge you know and for a lot of people, a, a band like Smashing Pumpkins are not grunge, so um, you know, kind of speaks to that fact that we had people on the list that other people, you know, would not consider to be a part of the scene. And then we had we left off people that people were like, how did you not include them? They were a part of the scene. Um, and and I would say, if I had to go one way or the other, I think um, the grunge scene is smaller than even we portray on the page and even what we portrayed on the list. But um, I think you know we had to we had to draw the line somewhere because there was so much great um i guess what you would call alternative rock guitar driven rock music in the early 1990s and mid 1990s i mean the list could could start moving really quickly because at the end of the day i i really don't consider um blind melon i don't consider live i don't consider radiohead or the cranberries or r e m even really um you know to be grunge um so you know that's kind of where i stand and i think we we came to a consensus on that. And that's another thing that I want to talk about too. Like this was challenging in a way because I think Ethan, you and I as individuals have different perceptions and different ideas of, of what should be included in this conversation versus what shouldn't be. So that was something that we had to navigate to. Um, and I'm sure that there's songs that I fought for to be on the list that, you wouldn't have wanted on the list if it was just your list and vice versa for me. So, yeah. but that's the fun of it because the, the debate never ends. And I think more important than the the debate about who shouldn't, who shouldn't be there is the discussion of the music um, just as it is, as as music and you're listening to this music and you're keeping it alive by having it a part of these conversations.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that there's definitely some stuff that maybe... Like I mean I yeah I wouldn't mind putting in you know a live a live song like Lightning Crashes that's one of my right. favorite songs um, that comes from the '90s off of their I think '94 album came out in '94 throwing copper mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's one of my favorite songs but it's it's really light I mean it's just good kind of guitar and slow build and stuff and I mean it can be it can be in a different list and that's fine
1: yeah exactly and, and and something too that it's a i think the world of alternative you know out the bands that are neighbors with the grunge bands in a way that that are a bridge between what most people consider to be grunge and then what most people don't consider to be grunge like there's bands that kind of bridge that gap and a lot of the bands that we had you know critiques and messages about are the bands that bridge that gap because i mean you could make the good tension. it's like okay you have blind melon in there and then you have live um and then pretty soon you know, you're getting the Wallflowers in the mix and you're getting Hootie and the Blowfish and people would go yeah. ape shit if we included that, but it, there's really not that big of a difference between, or, or big of a, 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 a gap to bridge between the bands that are on what a lot of people consider to be that middle ground. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we just kind of picked, it, it felt like it was a natural end point. Um, I think the band that we included most prominently on the list that I could go either way about being on the list would have been the Pumpkins, um, especially because we had a lot of stuff post-Gish. But, um, you know, that's the way that it goes down sometimes. And yeah, just
0: like if we were to make a top 100 of our favorite alternative rock hits from the 90s, we probably wouldn't include Mother Love Bone and wouldn't exactly. include, uh, who knows, a lot of Alice, you know? We, I mean, they're they're not really alternative. so... Well,
1: that's the thing. I wonder if the critique would go the other way, where it's like the top the top 100 all alternative rock or just rock songs of the 90s, and we include a lot of Alice in Pearl Jam, I wonder if people would be like, well, they're not alternative, you know, they're not rock, they're grunge. Um, so, like, I don't think it's a two-way street in that regard, and I think people are very, very protective over the G-word um, and what is a part of, of the G-word and what's not. So, uh, and it's funny because that's never... I think if anything, that's amplified as the years have gone on, and certainly as we've been around the genre running the page since 2016, I think that debate has gotten even more contentious.
0: <laughs> and we're the people in charge of the gate, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the people
1: who are in charge. And that's the other thing, too. People, we've had a, we had a few people who were like really upset with the list, and you know they didn't like it. But just because something's not on our list doesn't mean that you can't listen to it. It doesn't mean that it can't be on your list if you made one. Yeah. Um. So that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just two fans who made a list. Um. You know, we don't, we don't have you know any sense of, uh, uh, lofts or high horsedness to this. It's just you know two guys making a list who like the music. So the end of the day, I think you can't lose lose sight of that fact.
0: So I saw a comment on there that I mean, obviously they were very upset that smells like Teen Spirit was not number one, Chris. Yeah. So, what do you have to like? You know, how how could we do that? How could we not put that as the number one, the number oh, one song?
1: Well, if you're asking me, which you are, there were two non-negotiables <laughs> for this list. Number one is that Wood absolutely had to be number one. Um, I mean, that just okay. goes without saying. If we were making a top a, t- a superlative list, Wood had to have been one. Um, yeah. So in essence, Nirvana did have the top spot because it had, you know, and Teen Spirit did have the top spot because it had the highest spot that was open for negotiation. Yes. Um, Secondly, the other non-negotiable of this list, I would say, is that there had to be a Creed song on there. and we We didn't get as much flack for Creed as I thought we would. Um, I think because people have maybe been around the page or been around the podcast long enough to have gotten the, you know, gotten the gist of why we put it in there. I mean, it's just a total troll move But you have to do it. Um, So those are the two non-negotiables. But is there any
0: complaints about Red Bar?
1: (laughs) I I did not see one complaint about (laughs) Red Bar being number sixty-nine on the list.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so if they're okay with that, they're probably okay with uh, some Creed and I think probably just because it was within the you know the ninety-five to one hundred range, I think maybe you know Mm -hmm. they let it go.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of, and I think that's a part of the reason why episodes like this and list compilations do so well in terms of engagement and impressions or listens, whatever metric you want to use, whatever empirical metric is because there is no hard and fast objective answer. There's always going to be an amount of subjectivity to this. Um, you know, another one that we got was how could, um, you got to keep it out of my face, be in the top 10. Um, and, you know, that's probably not in anybody else's top 10, but it's our list. And, you know, from our subjective view, you know, it's one of the top 10 songs. So um, it's like the 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 LeBron versus Jordan thing. There's no, you can't answer it, you know, it's no. impossible to. So it just keeps on going. And then if you're like us, you exploit the fact that it keeps on going for clicks. And that's right. what we do.
0: <laughs> Sometimes we do. Sometimes we have to, I mean, Yeah. It- And we didn't want to default to just the popularity of the bands and songs in that era because that wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't represent exactly what, how we felt. Um,
1: So Ethan, one question that I have for you um, seemingly, and we, we touched upon this earlier in the episode, but out of all of the bands of people suggesting more of their songs that we didn't include in the list, there seemed to be a lot of people who included and who suggested a lot of different Sound Garden songs and, and were saying, like, hey, how is this not on the list? Um, Holy Water, Jesus Christ pose Rusty Cage to name a few. Um what what would you say to that? And and I think, you know, Rusty it's, Cage
0: it's, wasn't on our list? I, I don't believe it was on the list. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I that was um that was probably too. I know that at some point we were like, we, we have to make room for some other bands. So we had to cut some of the big four songs because again, we didn't want to, I, I think we didn't want to have over 50% for those bands. So yeah, there are definitely some, some stuff. So yeah, Rotten Apple by Allison Chains. I know there's some songs from the big four that they want to include. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anytime you make a list and you do like your know, people talk about all NBA or all pro and it's like, all right, well, who, who are you taking off? What song are you taking off of the list? And I guess the easy answer would be anything from 75 to 100, but, um, it was, it's, it's important to have diversity to set up the scene. And, and sadly, yeah, there's, we have, we would have to take, if we put Jesus Christ prosed in, which I think that, um, it would totally valid to be a part of this list, but then we'd have to get rid of, you know, bird it in my hand or something like that, or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think we just. Yeah, it would have been it's just a never-ending a never-ending cycle of like, okay, if we want to if we want to include all these songs, we we can, but at what cost?
1: Exactly. And and I think that was probably the hardest thing for me. Um and it's like you said it's more of a it's it's not so much of a question of what songs are on there, it's a question of well, who do we chop in order to get right. this thing to a 100? Because and we spoke about it last week, but I think our initial scratch list that we were working from had like 248 songs on it or something and you know, we could have done a Grunge Bible top 248 list. Um, <laughs> but number one, that would have taken six hours. Uh, number two, nobody nobody cares about your top 248. I mean, you got to get to that top 100. So it was challenging. And it's funny, you know, sitting here, you know, we we recorded this episode uh, a week ago um, as we're sitting here today to record 101. Um, there there are some suggestions like a Rotten Apple and certainly Rusty Cage um, songs that people have, have messaged to us and spoken about um, that are like, how are they not on this list? I'm like, you know what, like, you're right. Um, And it seems like out of all of the suggestions we've gotten, I haven't really, I haven't really read a suggestion or a revision and been on the fence about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, like that should have been on there. Or no, that's absolutely not on the list. So sorry about that. Um, So I feel like Are there any songs
0: that you could, that you do think you forgot then that you wish was on the list? Is there one that'd be like, yeah, you know what? I think if I did it again, I'd find a spot for that.
1: Uh, Honestly, I think Rusty Cage is the top one. Um, Just thinking about um, Soundgarden. And it was hard because you have these bands, and and back to the big four conversation again, you have a lot of these bands that went through a lot of stylistic shifts throughout their career. Um, I think Soundgarden and Alice in Chains being the most significant of that. And, you know, when you when you only have, you know, when you want half the list to not be from those four bands, you inevitably cut some of those eras. I mean, you cut stuff like, um, um, you know, like Brother from Alice in Chains, or you cut some of the Soundgarden stuff, or maybe some of the earlier Soundgarden stuff. And, I mean, you could have put Bad Motor Finger in its entirety on this list, and I wouldn't have looked at it twice. Um, so it's just more of... I think the difficulty and the, um, you know, the critiques and the feedback that people have about the list. And this may just be me because it was our list and I don't want to get my feelings hurt. But for me, it's not about like, Hey, you guys made a shitty list. It's, it's about, Hey, there's so much music that it's, it's, it's kind of impossible. And it's an exercise in futility, I think to chop it down to just 100 and feel like you have covered all of your bases.
0: Yeah yeah i mean we didn't include sick man you know i mean
1: <laughs> right there's no sick man on there there's no sunshine from Allison chains i mean it's it's tough there's no i got id from pearl jam there's no the hard bodies. to imagine from Pearl
0: Jam. <laughs> right and there's a few songs that um like we found at a at a time where it impacted us like i remember you know one song that i kind of wish we included and i don't really know how big of a song it is to the genre but joan of arc by the melvins is that's another one
1: that i'm shocked that we forgot it
0: yeah I, i am actually shocked that i forgot it um and i would have liked including that um and i you know we didn't but um but that one to other people like that one just means a lot to me because of some of the live performance i've watched and for some reason i just really like it but it doesn't mean that it it should be on the top 100 list either right like just because it just because it means a ton to me um and i think we tried to we tried to do that with certain songs like like one of the critiques was black was too low and i really i really love black you know this Mm -hmm. and i maybe wanted to put it up there but i tried to like put my my opinions aside for that one, be like, you know what, we can move it down like it's no big deal. We have a lot of Pearl gem represented and I was OK with moving it down, even though maybe I do like it more than, uh, you know, lead better, something like that. But exactly. So, yeah. And so, you know, that, and so I think there are times where maybe some things were too low or left out that we actually uh, erred on the side of caution and with our opinions and what we thought. So we did our best, you know, we, we, sometimes we, our opinions took over and sometimes we really, we maybe, um, retracted them too much in a way.
1: Right. Exactly. But I mean, that's, that's the beauty of making these lists. And I, I can, I can say with a very high degree of certainty that you can, uh, you know, you don't have to hold your breath for a, uh, revision or a second edition top 100 list. It's not happening. Um, this is our top one hundred list. It's from a moment in time, and you know, five years from now, if we wanted to do another one, I don't think we would because we already did our top one hundred list. Like you get you get one shot at these. Yeah. And if we do, um,
0: I'm gonna put all this stuff into a, a, a list generator and just randomize it. And and just really, randomize
1: it. Yeah, this and really good rise out of people. Yeah. So another question that I have for you, Ethan. Um, so out of all of the suggestions of bands that we forgot. Which one are you most unequivocally, you have the response of like, absolutely not. Like, how could this person even think that we would have included this?
0: So which band Which band do I think that should definitely not be included? Yeah, that but wanted? we
1: didn't include the people that somebody suggested we include and, and it just doesn't make any sense for you.
0: I would say probably, probably REM. I don't yeah. know how much people really wanted them, but REM to me... Um, it's pretty soft and like, what is losing my religion? Is like one of my least favorite tunes. I hate,
1: I hate that song. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so bad. I hate bad. that song so much. It's so bad. He's, he's so whiny and annoying. <laughs> Michael Stripe. So. I'd probably say yeah. REM just no no uh, good reason to have them on the list. Yeah, even if I mean they have a few songs that I probably like, but not enough for me to go to bad for them at all. Right, and and I believe I'd much rather include Bundle of Hiss, their song White. (laughs) Exactly. We didn't include, but I want to bring up for the people that uh, know what we're talking about. Bundle of Hiss. uh, That's as deep as we're gonna go, and what we think about that song. But it should be it'll be it'll be on the list before REM is.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and I believe the full comment about REM was like something to the effect of some of their harder stuff from the <laughs> early nineties or something of which I'm not familiar. So it's easy for me to make fun of things that I'm not familiar yeah. with, but it, it, that understanding is not going to stop me from making fun of it. But I mean, Michael Stipe doesn't belong anywhere near this list. <laughs> <He> um, <does. laughs> I, we've, we've posted REM a few times on the page for the expressed purpose of of placating people that wouldn't stop requesting it as a part of the, uh, the not grunge slash midnight special series. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. You know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. seeing it. You can't, you can't put the square peg in a round hole.
0: Uh, one thing that I could, I could go back. And the only other revision that I wanted to talk about is, uh, we left out solo stuff. Right. And I, I can with, totally with a couple see. of exceptions, but with a, cu- with a couple of, of exceptions. And I think that, the list, like if you wanted to include a lot of Mark Lanigan, that it would make yeah. a lot of sense to me. And if we include a little bit more, I mean, Chris Cornell stuff is a little later. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I would be totally fine with including some of the stuff from those guys. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's like the main thing that, you know, if we had to revise, maybe, maybe take out a few of the big four songs to put in a few solo stuff and yeah yeah but we did and, have it we did have some we did have it we had seasons we had cut you and, in and we had
1: some some jerry cantrell as well exactly so more uh, jerry I mean, could always right. do that and that's the thing and then once again you, you can see how quickly this opens up and it's like okay well you know we have to include these bands and then you know then you're off and running and then you're back up to 300 songs that you have to chop down so um yeah, overall, really, really interesting. And, and I do need to circle back to the um uh to the REM? question that I asked no. the question that I asked you. Yeah, in the vein of REM. Um to whatever poor soul suggested that Radiohead be a part of this list. Um <laughs> there's no I,
0: chance you were putting Radiohead on this. That's list. egregious right there. <laughs>
1: and I, I do enjoy I enjoy Radiohead. I, I like I like some of their albums. Uh you know, they hit a really, really great stride in the mid nineties, but not anywhere Anywhere related to the neighborhood
0: that we were inhabiting the for this response that Grunge gives us, the actual <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like totally mis- different.
1: The, mis- Mr. York, I mean, the fl- the fake plastic trees, I mean, like that, that that it's great stuff. But I mean, then again, like okay, you have Radiohead in there, and then you know, I'm surprised we didn't get any suggestions that Oasis should have been on this list. I mean, you can see oh my you can see how quickly it happens. Um
0: Oasis, is, uh, you know. Shouldn't Next thing you know, people are asking you to pole. put the
1: killers on here and the Verve right. pipe or yeah. the Verve <laughs> the or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what about um, what about Matchbox Twenty, Chris? Matchbox, well, exactly.
1: There. That you, you see, and then it didn't
0: include them. Yeah, see,
1: it, it can happen so so quickly. Um, but overall, I think we it was a good exercise in uh, you know restraint. Uh, yeah the, the, the only the other of,
0: side of the other side of so these bands those are the bands that kind of came after the grunge scene and were right. alternative then there's the bands the conversation with the bands that came before the grunge scene weren't right. grunge but had alternative and really pushed the boundaries like Sonic youth a lot of people right. say they're not they're not grunge and I felt mm-hmm. in, you know inclined to include them um believe it or not the most controversy uh that we've had on this list was if we should include the pixies or not (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like we should talk about that for a second because i it's one of those things where when when bands and and they have so much influence on certain artists and stuff like i understand the importance that's why like radiohead didn't have any influence on you know eddie better writing uh, (laughs) you don't know that (laughs) yeah i guess i don't but like yeah, maybe my timelines are messed up, but there there, <laughs> there actually was, I need to interject, there was <laughs> oh, shit, some story.
1: <laughs> I forget the specifics of it, but Stone Gossard was in an interview somewhere and commented about the fact that the OK computer album had inspired him or influenced him. I forget for which Pearl Jam record or which specific Pearl Jam song, but um, you know, I guess music is just a endless circle, but I just needed to interject that but yeah
0: that's and, that, and just like just like that we found a reason to include them <laughs> just I guess. like that yeah <laughs> um happens quick but yeah those the bands that had such a great influence with them it's like you want them to be represented but then the same same conversation comes up as like if we include where is my mind by the pixies like what are people gonna say they're gonna be like right some people may be like yeah like i love the pixies but then at the same time so you had to, I had to let that one go. Well, an, another we one that I just
1: thought of that we didn't get any messages about, and I'm, I'm actually surprised, and I'm also surprised that we didn't think of it when we were making the list, no Fugazi on this list either. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. and and But I don't think they should be on the list, but it's so hard. Once, you, once it pops into your head, it's so hard to be like, you know what? No, you're not on this list. <laughs> Save it for another time. Um, but I'm I'm glad that was one last thing, one last decision that we had to grapple with and mm-hmm. there's no Fugazi, there's no Tool, there's no Rollins yeah, band. Um yeah. another one that we totally dropped the ball on that absolutely I think should have been there, uh Afghan wigs. We didn't have any of that yeah. on there. So yep. see, we're just cracking we're just poking holes in this wall that we've made. Yeah, and, Afghan and wigs. As, definitely as you can see, could've... it's it's not very hard to poke walls in this thing, but that's, that's the beauty of the list.
0: Yeah, like you said, the only real um way to go back and do that would be to, I think, remove some big four songs and and include like, there's a few bands that have like one or two songs that, I mean, I think they gotta be, they gotta be there. You know, you gotta have, gotta have Jesse by Paul, you know, (laughs) like gotta be there.
1: Yeah. Uh. So
0: overall though,
1: I think at the end of the day, it was a fun experience for us. It also brought me back to the genre if you want to call it that, but it brought me back to the, you know, the grunge scene a little bit. And I've been listening a lot more and I've been appreciating it more, um, than I have been in quite some time. Um, which is a little disingenuous because we run grunge Bible and we do a podcast every week called the grunge Bible podcast, but it all ebbs and flows. Uh, so this was, this was really, really fun. And I, I, you know, most of all, I'm really appreciative and I, I'm humbled by the fact that so many people tuned in and checked the list out and took the time to offer their thoughts. I think that's really, really cool. And it's fun to be a part of this conversation.
0: Did you have any personal uh, friends reach out and, and, and give remarks about the list or anybody that um, is close to you that maybe like listened to it and said anything like that? Um,
1: so I, I think most of, I, I don't have very many uh, personal friends in, in my personal life who listen to the podcast because I've... I've discouraged them for two years now. Like, don't listen to it. It's embarrassing. Like, I don't want you listening to this. Um, But a a couple people, like I know from my personal life, uh, commented or I know that they listened. And the greatest... The greatest compliment I got was from uh, my friend, Matt Wilkes, um, who I went to high school with. I think he was a grade or two below me, but he commented and he, and he said diplomatic list and he he gave the handshake emoji, I think. And that's, that's all he can ask for at the end of the day. I mean, we are, um, we are in the world of diplomacy and Mm -hmm. uh, being diplomatic here. So (laughs) I'm happy that we, we were able to do that. But what about you? Anybody, anybody reach out?
0: Not really. Um, you know, I think mm. I, I maybe told a few people and they were excited and I don't, I don't know if they listened, but I did have somebody that um, didn't know what grunge was last week. Someone that joined our training group and was and was asking like, what is grunge? Because then I was like, yeah, we, you know, we have this grunge Bible page and they were like, they had no idea. How so I, yeah. I showed them like basically like the top five songs, their music videos, top four explained the bands and the lead singers and and then he sent me a text like the next day and was like, "I'm really listening to this playlist and it was like a grunge forever playlist on Spotify." And I was like, "Hold on, I was like, don't listen to that garbage. Listen to this <laughs> list." And I sent him the top 100. I was like, "This is all you need, brother." That's what we and, do. We're uh, winning
1: hearts and minds one playlist at a time.
0: Yep, and he was and he was getting into it that way. And I was like, "This will give you the whole scene right here. Yep.
1: Everything um, you need to know."
0: Yeah, so that was kind of cool. It's always it's it is it's fun and. When people have no idea and they're getting into it for the, literally the very first time and and, you know, maybe they're not music listeners, um, so they haven't, you know, taken notice to the radio when it comes on or something. And I was like, I was like, you know these songs. So like I was like I was like, I'd be really surprised if you didn't know right this. And uh so that was that was a good that was a good fun experience. Um, but That's nothing cool. too much. Yeah. It's all, if you it's could all get part a part of it though. If you could get a compliment from one person that said like hey this is a really good list guys great job who would you want that compliment to come from in the music oh, industry my, my
1: goodness that's actually really really challenging um and uh, I think maybe someone in like the, the Rick Beato realm or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: George like, Tramilopoulos.
1: Hey, 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 like proper go of it, gents.
0: <laughs> yeah, Well done, boys. Really nice list. Yeah. Or,
1: or, uh, admirable attempt, yeah. you know?
0: <laughs> here's, here's my list. <laughs> <Like>. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think Why, Rick, what Rick what, Beato. What about you? Does anybody, anybody
1: pop up for you that you've been I like, mean, all right.
0: Yeah, honestly, I mean, the random people would be nice, like the people we don't talk to, like George Strombolopoulos, would be really <laughs> significant. But then at the same yeah. time, you know, if our buddy Chris Cafaro or Eric Lederman reached out and be like, "Hey, boys, like, great job, like this oh, is you, a you solid may have, list."
1: You may have missed it. We had a we had a DM conversation with Eric about
0: it. Oh shit! It. Yeah. Nice. So he's so he's he, he's happy with the list.
1: Yeah, he uh, he offered some thoughts on it, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's excited at, to go back and look pursuit. at that.
0: Absolutely good so. good but yeah there's those kind of uh those remarks are always helpful from yeah the people that you respect yeah so.
1: it's cool stuff but the uh, the beat keeps on going but i'm, I'm glad to the glad to the have auto. the,
0: the beat still good
1: <laughs> exactly well he's he's just implanted himself into my subconscious now um <laughs> those
0: videos are gas man i've I mean... got the auto on the mind
1: what can i say um, but nevertheless, um, I am happy to have, you know, episode 100, uh, in the rear view mirror, as we say in the parlance of our time in tribute to song number 58 on the list. Uh, I'm happy it's done. And, uh, I am excited to keep the grunge rock conversation moving on this podcast as we move into the next block of 100 episodes. So, yeah. um, we Those have 3. The, yeah. 3
0: episodes until our 2-year podcast anniversary, we which do. is pretty cool. Episode
1: 104 coming up soon.
0: Fingers crossed that we can have a special guest on that day. Um, yeah. and then yeah, we're going to get back into uh some more interviews. We've kind of we've been really grinding away <laughs> some content and doing some other stuff and and I think we're coming out of it, Chris. I think we're fine. We're going to get back to yeah. the the interviews. That's what we love. That's what we really we're ready want to do. But, but you know, the past six weeks they were necessary. We had we had to do exactly what we did, and mm-hmm. now we're through it. So we can we can do whatever we want now. Absolutely. We just had to get a hundred done, really.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Once then you buy yourself some time, and you can kind of get on the attack again, get on the offensive. So we're excited to do that, and uh, we hope that you will join us uh, for what we have planned in the future. As they say. Big things coming soon, got some big things on the way, and some huge things are happening behind the scenes right now.
0: Big things coming.
1: Yeah, as we've been known to say, but thank you once again um, for all of your support. Once again, everybody uh, who may be new around these parts, thank you. Uh, We hope you enjoy your stay uh, in the Grunge Bible neighborhood. Uh, and thanks for checking us out. That really, really means a lot. We'd also like to thank our producer, Drew McFadden gave him a doozy of an episode to get done last week, but he crushed it. Uh, it sounded fantastic. Um, he produced, edited, um, mastered, uh, he did everything. He does it all. Uh, he is a Jack of all of the trades, including the trades that we have not yet discovered. He's a Jack of those too. So, uh, really, really thankful for that. So yeah, man, it's good stuff.
0: That's it. Do you have energy for the song of the week? Should we, yeah, should we bring I, it back? Yeah, I actually,
1: I got some good energy for song of the week. Um, if you'll so indulge me, may, may I begin?
0: Yes, Chris, you are up. Song of the week All right I'm for like... episode 101. Yeah. Let's begin. So so
1: this this past week, um, I'm going to go into like a little, little bit of a soliloquy here. So grab a snack if you need to. But this past week's been like super, super busy. There's been a lot going on. I mean, we were, you know, we were neck deep in some grunge, you know, compiling this list and Um, you know, in the midst of all of it, and we forgot to mention it uh, on episode 100, but we released that on February 20th, which was Kurt Cobain's birthday. So you have Kurt Cobain's birthday on February 20th. And then on February 21st, you have Mark Arm's birthday. And then on February 22nd, um, it was the first anniversary of the death of Mark Lanigan, which um, hit me harder than most... um, if you want to call it celebrity, but most certainly more than any artist's death has ever, ever hit me. And and it's still like, you know, it stinks and it's, and it's really, really sad. So I spent the 22nd, you know, listening to his music incessantly, which honestly is not that much different from, uh, what I do, uh, normally. Um, but in between all of those events, um, I did accomplish and I was witness to something that I had been hoping to see for a very, very long time. Um, so it's like you have your highs and lows just throughout like one week and a lot of different experiences. But um, last weekend, I was able to see Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band um, in concert hmm. live. Um, I met up with one of my friends in Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I flew out there and I saw Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. And that had been on my bucket list for as long as I've been... You know, wanting to go yeah. to shows, and it so just so you hadn't. saw
0: you saw Bruce live at the, in theater, right? But not I saw him. I saw
1: him on Broadway, and it was just time. him. And then his wife Patty joined him for a couple of songs. So, so this I never. Different. This was totally different, um, and he blew me away. And it's one of those things where, like, you don't realize how good of a time you're having at a show until you realize that you've had a smile on your face for the last 25 minutes of the of the show Um, and you're just standing there and you're like wow like this is really cool um so i was i was really really grateful that i was able to do that um and it's one of those things that something specific to the genre of grunge i think a lot of us especially the younger ones um didn't have the chance or missed out on the chance to see a lot of our favorite artists and you know, I'm reminded of that all the time when it comes to listening to Mark Lanigan. Like, I never saw him live. Same thing with Chris Cornell. Um, neither of us were obviously alive, really, for Kurt Cobain, so Nirvana wasn't in the picture. But um, Bruce and the E Street Band, I mean, Bruce is 73, so it's one of those things where they announced this tour, and I was like, I'm I'm going to find a way to get there. And I did, and I'm really, really grateful for that because you make these memories that you'll have forever with you know people that have inspired you a lot, so... Um, that's a really, really long roundabout way uh, to present my song of the week, uh, which he played live when I saw him, and it is Backstreets by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band um, from the ever-famous Born to Run album. Um, they played it live. The piano starts in the beginning, and I just like kind of like got chills, which was really cool. Um, and I think you're a music fan uh, for those genuine moments you have with the music you appreciate, and I was lucky enough to have some of those at that show.
0: That's awesome! Yeah, it that is cool. really fun to see see one of your heroes. I know you're, you've been a huge Bruce fan for as long as I've known you and before. So yeah. probably one of the first first people that uh, you know you pledged your allegiance to. Publicly yeah, it's, like, to it's me. like one of your first. <laughs> like, like we
1: all we all have our first. That was like your, our
0: first favorites, and Bruce was. That was Bruce. was, yeah, one was of your first, first music guy. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's really yeah. good. I'm I'm really glad you went out and saw them. I didn't realize that. Um, you'd never seen the band like seen it in that capacity so right. that's special uh, you, not only that you got to see both so yeah. uh, really cool um, yeah so I have um, two t- couple songs that I'm, I'm looking at but and I really there's one that I have on that I've, I heard a while ago that I forgot about it's just one of those 90s songs that I kind of wanted to, to, to plug
1: mm-hmm. but I'm not
0: going to do that because I've been really into this other this other guy this band that um, that needs to be shared and I've, I've I came out of came out of the depths and porch radio and posted on there for this man, and um, found him through a an animation by Joe Kappa on Instagram. And it's just funny, like it's just kind of like um, Scooby, it's Shaggy, and Fred and Velma from Scooby-Doo, like out camping. <laughs> That's and, amazing. Uh, at one point, he goes. They're like listening to some music and he's like, you know, looking at the stars and it's just like a stoner video, and he's like. What do we listen to? And the guy says, Delicate Steve. Delicate Steve? Yeah. He's like, I like it. And it just (laughs) had this guitar in the back. So I got and I started looking up Delicate Steve. And it's just this dude who is really, really a solid guitar player. They don't sing, the band doesn't sing, they just play. And it's kind of trance, like it's like trance music. You kind of get lost. And so it's a really nice guitar work and kind of, you know, jammy and whatnot. So I've been listening to Delicate Steve a ton. And their one song, Wally Wilder, is just fen- phenomenal. It's so fun. It's so, it's sweet. It's when you watch them live, it's weird. And uh, I've just been in a trance for the last two weeks listening to this guy um, all the time. So uh, really solid. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm moving more and more into... Jam, jam band music and this type of stuff and I don't, I don't know if I'm scared or happy.
1: <laughs> like, be very scared.
0: I, just, I think I should be really scared. I'm like, how does it happen? How do you become a deadhead? Well, I think I'm. I don't know. I'm not there yet, but I'm moving. I'm. It moving happens along.
1: before you even realize that it's happened. I think. Yep.
0: Everybody's a everybody's a deadhead. It's just a spectrum of where you're at, and and yeah. I'm I'm moving. So I don't know. It's really solid. I'm not there's, sure. if you There's got no non
1: deadheads. There's just future deadheads.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was phenomenal. Um, two really good additions to the playlist. I love that name and, uh, too, delicate Steve. I do too, man. It's so it's so. And dude, when I mean, you see him, he looks delicate. Like that's amazing. I mean, no, I, I just he is a he is a I, delicate soul. I think
1: those I think those names are just the funniest things in the world. Like I uh I have a friend or he's a he's a friend of my friends, but he's, he's become my friends over the years. And we just always refer to him as regular Pat. Um, so it's just like, it's the same thing. Like, Oh, like, like what's regular Pat up to Or Like, Hey, who was that? Oh, like that was just regular Pat. <laughs>
0: that is so funny.
1: Just the way that it is, you know,
0: that is so good. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Um,
1: it's good stuff. All so we'll right. too good that entries. wraps it up. Yeah. It wraps it up. I got nothing wraps else her, to say. It wraps
0: her all up. So, um, once again, thank you everybody for listening to getting to the end of the podcast. Thank you, Drew McFadden, our producer, engineer, master of puppets, everything. <laughs> uh you do a wonderful job and we're really happy to have you. We gotta have we gotta have them on the pod again. I like I like getting that voice in there, and yeah. breaking it up. Um so thank you everybody that's listening. Uh and we will see you next week. Chris, you have anything anything to say?
1: That's it. Thank you for your time, everybody. Look forward to chatting next week for
0: one oh two. Rock and roll, guys. Love you. Love you, guys. Take care.